Abstract Athlete Podcast, a collision of art, sports, and science. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Abstract Athlete Podcast. Thank you to our amazing listeners and sponsors for your support. If you have any questions or comments, please send it to info at theabstractathlete.com. A reminder that we have two other podcasts on the Abstract Athlete Network that we'd love you to give them a listen. The Abstract Doctors Podcast with Dr. G and Dr. C and One Man's Ethos, the Tony Mandridge Podcast. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms and check out our websites. Stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com for information on subscription boxes and on upcoming events and workshop shops. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms. Super pumped today about the podcast as I speak with bioanalytical research associate and professional hockey player and Isabel Cup champion for the Boston Pride, Mallory Soliotis. We're going to chat about her incredible journey as an athlete growing up, her time at Yale, and her life as a professional hockey player, including her most recent championship. Also going to talk about her science and engineering background and her career and her aspirations and goals. Make sure to follow her on Instagram at mypalmal14. Let's welcome Mallory Soliotis. Hey there. Hi. Sorry, I was muted. Oh, no worries. <laughs> I was grabbing my headphones. Sometimes the sound, for whatever reason, gets a little weird. So if it's weird, we can I can switch to that really quick. Yeah. No. Totally. Sometimes. I have that with my students sometimes it like completely almost mutes the sound it's really strange so anyways I'm recording by the way I just go right in and so no worries so no, <laughs> this podcast always start out so bizarre um but uh you know first of all thank you thank you thank you for doing this uh it's you know again I think it's just funny and fun that meeting people in you know in that clubhouse space to me uh you know, we, we're in that, the, the Nick Swisher, Derek West room and, and Hetherington and, and, uh, Thunder. And I, I, I just think it's like really interesting how the connections are starting to happen in such a weird, cool way, especially during COVID. And that's obviously one, you know, like there's a lot I want to talk about with you because there's so many crazy cool things that you do that kind of overlap with what we do at the abstract athlete, obviously you're an incredible athlete. You just won a championship for the Boston pride, which is awesome. But you played hockey at Yale. Like you were a, I think your senior year, you were an all Ivy league player. And, yeah. but you're also like you, you work in the medical world. And so I, I definitely want to talk about that because like, because it's bio biomedical engineer is that the correct yeah so, yeah that's that's what my undergrad is in and i'm actually okay. getting my master's, master's degree. In, yeah in, i'm getting my master's in bioengineering so. that's insanity to me <laughs> like that's no because and it's i i think it kind of it it says this you know not that our platform is about being more than an athlete because it's not but i there is a component to that um, you know, and it's really, it's a, it's a component of we're all, all of us 
are more than what people think that we are. And you, like a lot, obviously most people in in our space that that know you, know you as a champion hockey player. Yeah. Um, and, and, but you're like this incredible, like the, this position because you deal with in, in oncology, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, that's, but somehow in COVID, like you like sh- shifted into like really thinking about that world. Correct. And yeah, we were yeah, saying last yeah. week. Yeah. I did a little, a little bit of stuff with COVID. I can't get too much into it. Just yeah. With work wise, but yeah, I mean, just, I mean, it's funny because in the clubhouse space, I think, especially in our room, in the secret sauce room, I think everyone like knows me as a hockey player, but I think even in COVID, I would, with everything kind of like gyms closed, like our season getting, last season getting canceled, like basically canceled. There was one game left, canceled. I literally, you know, I really just put all my time and effort into, into work and I'd come home and I bought a Peloton and I would Peloton (laughs) try to stay in shape. Like it was, I, and I think, and at Yale, I was more than an athlete and my parents were always very supportive and encouraging me to not just be an athlete, to be a student first and athlete second. And, um, now I still see myself as a student athlete. Um, I really missed learning. Um, for the one year that I was out of school, essentially, um, a little over a year. Um, and I, I always knew, well, when I graduated, I always kind of knew I was going to, I was going to get back into school. I just wasn't sure what it, what it was going to be. Was it going to be a master's degree or PhD or, um, I don't know, go do something else. Med school wasn't really, I didn't want to do that to myself. (laughs) Um, but I always, I knew that ahead of time. Like I knew going to college, I didn't want to go to med school. I, I, I don't like, you know, dealing with other people's problems, like <laughs> them, like it's a very, I'm um, just very blunt. Like, I like that. That's like, good. I'm like, ah, you're, yeah, you, yeah. I don't think I could handle that, but like dealing with like in the lab, I'm not working with patients, which is great. I mean, but I do see my work having an impact on patients in the future. It might take a little while just because of clinical trials and approvals and all that, but Eventually, yes, which is really exciting. But I like the way that you said that you still consider yourself almost a student athlete because, and that's what I, I you know, I was a student athlete for a year. I ended up quitting school and I, and I came back to school after, but I'm, being a student athlete is so difficult. And then you are in engineering and biomedical engineering, like, which just seems insane to me. Like in terms of like, I can't imagine that you had any time whatsoever uh, to even yeah. like think. Yeah. It's funny because in high school um, I had less time and more work to do on a daily basis. Um, I was commuting to school and, it and it's was, Yale for God's sakes for, I mean, it's well, Yale. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had a, I had a more difficult time with high school just because of, it wasn't like the level of the work. It was the time I had to get way more work done versus in college. Like in college, I'm, I didn't have like one of the classes every single day. Like it was, you know, twice a week, three times a week. So I had a lot more time to get 
the work done. And so I really, my high school just prepared me very well. Like I was ready to get hammered and uh, by work, not, not (laughs) (laughs) great. My parents will see this and be like, Oh, good. Um, anyway, just, I was like prepared and I knew going into my major, it was not going to be easy. Um, but I was like, all right, like, let's do it. Like I wanted a challenge. I'm very competitive. And, um, I really, I knew I wanted to do this and I, I made it work. And yes, there were definitely days that I was drowning in work. Um, but I was, you know, ready to balance it and just take it on day by day. So I really was like very well organized, like very time sensitive in terms of how things worked. I, I don't procrastinate because that just like, like today, like I got home a little while ago and I could have done some other things. And I instead sat down and started a lecture for 15 minutes. Like, like I could have done anything for 15 minutes, but I was like, I got to go do this. Like whatever. I mean, there's, Um, there's so many things with your, with your athletic, you know, where you, where you sit in athletics, because first of all, like there's been that the craziness of the league that you were in that kind of disappeared for a minute. I mean, and you were like, you were the eighth overall pick. Like, so you're like a renowned woman's hockey, hockey player. Like you are. And uh, no, well, <laughs> Hey, we're going to say that. We're going to say, for, leave it okay. for not being on an Olympic team right? or for us or Canada, not being on a national team. I would say I'm okay. I'm pretty good. I mean, <laughs> I'm okay. We're going to say it's renowned. We're going to say, we'll, we're gonna, we'll go with that. Yes. No, <laughs> I but appreciate I, it. Yeah, <laughs> no, because it's, it, and you know, like I, you know, when we chatted the other day, I think one of the things that I think is cool as well is that, and you've even said this in some stuff that I read is you want to inspire little girls to be professional ice hockey players. And I think that that, that is just awesome. And, and it's because, there needs to be more strong, not that there's not enough strong women, but they need to be heard. Obviously. Like I think the women's national team, we need to see them. We need to see them on TV. We need girls at games because I mean, honestly, who's going to pay the $150 ticket to go to a Bruins game when you can pay a $30 ticket and come see us play. Right. Um, No, but it's, you know, like I, I, my business partners and I talk about the women's national team, the soccer and they're there to me the most inspiring athletes in the, in anywhere right now. Oh, 100%. And, 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 and I think that what they're doing, not only to inspire little girls, but to inspire little boys and inspire adults. And, and so like when we were talking the other day, like that really resonated with me, um, that you do have, Oh, I, you know what? I have a surprise for you. Oh God. Oh no. It's okay. This uh, this would be uh, Sean Thornton from the Boston Bruins and working oh now. Oh my gosh! And Hi. This, this is Mallory. And I I thought I was thinking about this. I love that picture behind you, Sean. By the way. Thank uh, you, thank you. Yeah, my uh, my daughter. That's a self portrait of me, or not self portrait, portrait of Daddy. I'm a scary smiling monster, I guess. That's pretty good. That's the abstract good. athlete. But at I least just, I'm smiling. Yeah. Exactly. But I was I was sitting here thinking yesterday because Mallory, we were talking about Sean when we talked a couple weeks ago, and I was like, "Here's a Boston native that has just won a championship for the Boston Pride, and why not see if Sean could jump on real quick?" And he is so freaking awesome. 
that he is here. And thank you, Sean. <laughs> thank so you so much. Like, this is so cool. I literally. Congratulations. I, well, thank, you. Too. thank you so much. I literally grew up watching you and uh, I would just did a clinic with Andrew Graycroft the other day. Oh, did you? Oh my God. I was like, I literally grew up and I was like, I, I loved the goalie idea because I loved like the pads and the equipment. But <laughs> once I, I was actually in there, I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> what position do you play? Uh, defense. Your defense. Yeah. All right. All right. yeah. I played both growing up. I was D one year, four the next. And then my first three years pro, I was actually defenseman. No. <laughs> yep. My first three years in the minors, I was defenseman. And then I moved up to the wing. Uh, I've played one NHL game as a defenseman in Chicago, uh, but most of my career, obviously, as a forward. Wait, that's really funny because I actually played a lot of forward growing up as well. Um, in college, I actually played three or four games of forward when we we had a couple of girls hurt or away for like Olympics and stuff. And then my second professional game ever, I played wing um, and I was not cardiovascularly prepared <laughs> for that. Um, it's a little different. Um, so that yes. was a little eye opening to me, but yeah, no, I'm going to stick with defense. And um, I'm not sure if you know, Paul Mara. Yeah. Coach. I know, um, I know Paul really well. Um, I think I came to the first practice. I was like, yeah, like I usually play D, but I can also play, like play forward if you need. And he's like, no, you're playing D. I was like, okay. <laughs> Sounds great with me. I love that. Um, we'll stick with defense. I played uh, played junior against Paul. I've known Paul for a long time. Yes, he never could have played forward, so I think he doesn't have it in his head that you can do both. <laughs> what part of Boston are you from? Uh, I'm from Acton, so I'm actually outside Boston. Yeah. But um, I went to Nobles in Dedham, um, and right now I'm in Somerville. Um, I'm actually looking at potential new places to go and move to. Um, so yeah, I, I I love, this is I one of those these smart people that went to Yale that are just like so above my head I can't even grasp it. So I uh, I still have a house in Charlestown. I used to frequent Somerville uh, when I lived there. I used to go to that mall. What's that big development right behind? Row. Yeah, that was just being I built there. I actually rollerblade around there all the yeah. time. It's I it's amazing. Pat the barber from Charlestown has a haircutting place in in that assembly now too. Uh, that's where I go on Sundays when he's not in Charlestown. Uh, no, I know the area really well. I miss it up there. I really do. Yeah, I've looked at uh, Charlestown a little bit. My co one of my teammates is there, and she loves it. So we'll we'll see we'll see what's out there. I don't really want to do the whole moving thing again, but I think <laughs> I need to. But it's all right. We'll we'll make it work. <laughs> what were you guys talking about before I got on? We're just getting into the a little bit of hockey play and winning the championship like a month. Was it a month ago? I'm um, looking at the calendar three yeah. weeks, roughly three weeks from yesterday. Yeah. And just and just women's sports and um, and inspiring, inspiring uh, little girls and, and people in general. So, yeah, just really kind of getting into that. I appreciate it. I have two young daughters. I have a four and a half year old and a two and a half year old who are on skates. Uh, both of them are on skates. Uh, my four and a half year old has been skating for two years now. So as much as, uh, you know, Uncle Tuca's her favorite player, I'm, her, I'm hoping it's you one day, Mallory, once she, uh, oh she my gets God. into it. That would make my day. Um, it's funny, like you're mentioning, you know, two and a half and four and a half. I was literally coaching a little two-year-old boy this morning. I coach, <laughs> I coach learn to skate. And so just imagine oh, like, 30 children 
none of which have been on the ice like ever. oh my my both my daughters do it yeah so i i understand and it yeah i literally spend the whole time just like picking them up yeah holding them yeah and hoping they don't you know cry or bringing them over to their parent to like pull their mask up because we're like in massachusetts we're still pretty strict with all the masks and everything it's just yeah. I was like, oh my God, this is just We're crazy. still strict here too. I know everyone thinks a lot that Florida's cra crazy and we're a little crazy down here, but we still have to wear our masks everywhere. We're just, I'm we're good. just open. So <laughs> I'm, I'm actually planning to go down to Florida as soon as humanly possible with my schedule. My family has a place down there in uh, West Palm Beach. Oh, okay. So, yeah. um, Got to make sure that happens as soon as possible. We got snow the other day here, so <laughs> I'm just... I need it. I need out. <laughs> well, let me know if you do come down and we're playing. If you want to come to a game, I'll be happy. Your first oh. one's on me. You're my guest. You're a champ. Oh my so. gosh, stop. You're going to, um. I'm literally, I'll, I gotta, I gotta send you a Jersey or something. I'll, I'll work with our, I'll work with our staff. I'll get a Jersey down, get your, get your daughter wearing my Jersey on the ice. Like All right. my, that's awesome. We'll All get a Toliotis Jersey down there. She'll be the new favorite number 47, not, Troy Krug, who I had to break <laughs> my heart and leave, but yeah, he's make a, it happen. Krug's a good man. He's a good man. You're I, was sad. I was sad to see him go. I love yeah. watching him play. Yeah, I, I mean, he's, I kind of model my game off of him because we're not the biggest people on the ice, but <laughs> you know, we no, like, to, definitely like to make offense happen. <laughs> uh, he's a good, he's a great guy. When, when Troy came first year on the team, uh, I was hosting the, cuts for a cause that year and troy had his long locks from the university and like it was growing out and it was day two i was like are you cutting your hair he's like of course why wouldn't i i was like all right i like this kid he just rolls with it yeah he's a he's a good individual i, I talk to troy all the time he's a good man no that's that's awesome yeah sad to all see right i have to go jump because i'm actually in the arena today because we're redoing our tarps because our capacity we can now have people on the glass and there's a whole bunch of stuff going on so i had to redo all our tarps and uh now that i run all business ops that's kind of falls under me if it gets messed up so i could have kicked somebody down here to take care of it but if i'm responsible for it i want to jump on it so i'm going to make sure the tarps are in the right place with the right logos and the right color and all that stuff because we have a well, game don't you love it well, I do. I love it. I love it. But Mr. Bettman's coming tomorrow, so Ooh. it can't be screwed up tomorrow. <laughs> I don't have any time. There's no leeway here. It's got to be right. So, uh, my wife's like, why are you going to the rink on a Sunday? I'm like, because Gary. Because I have to. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, okay. Go. Yeah, Brother, thank you for doing that. Like, I really, no, really thank appreciate it. Thank you so much. That literally just made my day. And um, I'll definitely reach out through Ron and we'll, we'll get yeah, something. just get my info off Ron. I, I'm very sincere on that. Just get my information uh, after you guys get off. Don't share while you're recording. I don't want the whole world to have it. But. <laughs> okay, Ron's number is <laughs> yeah, exactly. address five yeah. five 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 five. Yeah. Now grab my info. Shoot me a shoot me an email or text. It doesn't matter. It all goes to the same phone. And uh, when you're down here in West Palm, if we have a game, we'll be happy to host you and the family. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much. I really cool. appreciate your time. Thank you, and brother. Hopefully we'll convert your daughters to uh, Boston Pride fans. <laughs> time. They're already, they don't, they don't have a, a female team allegiance. So you're, you're good. It's just, well, I'll just adopt them. They're, they're in mine. It's okay. She, uh, she scored a goal on Tuka in my kitchen. So like Tuka's her favorite player. Oh my gosh. We, she was, uh, before I leave, she was featured on Fox as like one of the learn to play kids of the week or whatever. And they had oh, to put man. a favorite player up. And I, I put Tuka in there like, yeah, you can't say that. You work for the Panthers. And uh, she's Does in she Florida. Even know so. any of the Florida guys? Yeah, we switched it to Barkov. Her friend's okay. dog's name is Barkov. So she associates that. So <laughs> okay, Barkov was. But really, it's Tukes. 
Yeah, we'll, awesome. we'll keep that one to ourselves. <laughs> Don't post that one, Ron. Don't post that. <laughs> That's all right. I'll okay. edit this out. Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, brother. Continue. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. That was awesome. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, hello. <laughs> No, I was, I, I was just sitting here thinking about it. And for some, when I was like doing a little research and it, I remembered we were talking about Sean and I was like, well, shit, I'll just send him a text message and see if he can jump on. And he immediately responded and oh, he was like, what time? Awesome. And he actually just texted right before you jumped on. And he's like, can I come? I was, I said something like coming on at like two 30. He's like, can I come on a little early? Cause yeah, I have to deal with some stuff. I'm like, dude, whatever you want to do, it's all good. Whatever I, you so, oh, that's awesome. No, I, I mean, because you know, one of the questions I always ask, you know, people that I talk to is like, who are inspirations and not that Sean is, but we did, you know, when we were kind of chatting a couple weeks ago, you know, who are some people that inspire you? Like whether they're athletes, you know, you know, whether it's in, in the medical field or teachers or parents or, or whatever, like, like who are, who are some people that like, you just go, Oh yeah, these, these people are, are in my, in my inspire zone. Yeah. Um, my mom, for sure. I think she has really taught me, um, you know, what's important. And she really, she pushed me when I was a kid, you know, she made me really tough and, you know, forced me to really focus on school because she knew like school is where, you know, I mean, school, depending on what school I get into and, and how far I can go in academics, that'll really set me up for the rest of my life. It's not, yep. you know, it's not about the first, you know, you know, 17, 18 years. It's like, what are you going to do after that? Like, what are you going to do next? So she, although sometimes I hated her for it when she was pushing me to do really well in school and was like, you need to do better in this class, or I'm going to help you with math or whatever. Um, it was all, you know, she was doing it all for me. And obviously with all the driving, you know, all over new England for hockey tournaments or flying to hockey tournaments, or I like looking back and I was thinking about, it, I was like, how did my mom like, <laughs> Like, how did she just, she would just take off like every Friday for like three months of work um, and just take off every Friday to take me to hockey tournaments. And she never, like our vacations were to go to hockey tournaments sometimes. Like just like being able to do that, being totally okay with that and not, you know, taking a family vacation or, or my parents, they finally went on their, get this, they finally went on their first like mom and dad vacation after having us kids my brother is almost 28 so 28 years ago um they finally went on their first vacation two summers ago in 2019 so that was you know I was like all right well it's about time because like me now at the age where I'm mature enough to really recognize that and everything both of them have done for me they really made sure I had every opportunity like ahead of me and made sure every door was open. Um, and they never let anything like time or money or location or driving or whatever sacrifices they had to make in, in the, you know, backstage to let me go and do things that would make me happy, make me successful and set me up for a good future. So definitely my mom. Um, and then on the hockey side of things, I look at Haley Moore, um, she was the president of the Boston Pride, and she actually um, sadly left us, but to take on a role with the American Hockey League as their 
VP of hockey operations. So she's a very high up female person in the hockey world. And just seeing what she's done. Um, she was coaching at Princeton University when I was getting recruited for college. And she went from there. She was at Harvard. She was coaching um, at a girls hockey program to then helping start the National Women's Hockey League. She was the deputy commissioner. So like second in line um, for the league. And everything she's done for women's hockey, I mean, I wouldn't be playing in this league without her. And everything she did for our team, our franchise, and helping set us up, um, she's done a lot of things, and I'm really inspired by her. Um, she's one of the reasons why I take every opportunity that this league has thrown at us and really try to get the most out of it and really looking ahead at what really matters. And it doesn't matter to me personally, you know, how much we're being paid, how much we're on TV. Yes, those things would help. But looking at all the little girls who I get a message from a mom saying they want to be a scientist and a hockey player. When they show up. <laughs> that literally, awesome. literally, there's nothing better than that. Literally just melts my heart. Um, I've gotten a couple texts like that or, um, you know, just small things that I've done um, off the ice, um, like, donating proceeds to epilepsy foundation, stuff like that. Different small things that from me are like, don't take much effort. Don't take much time, but seeing what it does for that other person and how it basically makes their whole world. Um, that's what really matters to me is those like little moments, those little gems, um, during, you know, the last few years. What I read, I read the, the, uh, the working with the epilepsy, epilepsy, uh, foundation that you did. What was the, like, kind of the, the start of that? What was there, was there a backstory to that? Yeah. Reason? Yeah. Uh, I, the mom of a girl who has epilepsy and plays hockey, um, reached out to our general manager and just, just to see if I wanted to come and help at this charity hockey clinic where a bunch of kids could sign up all proceeds going to epilepsy foundation. There was a silent auction. So I donated like a sign sick so that, you know, people would buy tickets and, you know, get cool items, stuff like that. So it turns out the, the girl, the hockey player um, is cousins with Chris Kreider who plays for the New York Rangers. He's a local kid. So it was him. He was there helping a bunch of other NHL guys and other um, local kids um, in college or in the pros and stuff like that. So um, big pull for people to come and, and get, you know, do a clinic and then, you know, possibly win some cool like autographed memorabilia. Um, and I was just really like intrigued and kind of inspired by like what she's done. Um, she's like 13. Um, and she was diagnosed like two uh, now, maybe three years ago, roughly um, with epilepsy and how that's affected her ability to play hockey. Yeah. Um, this, she just had another procedure, uh, actually that was on my birthday and it's really funny because her mom and I share the same birthday, which is really <laughs> cool. Right. Um, so I just felt like it was, it was something easy for me to do, um, for someone who's just been dealt a, a tough hand, um, in life and, you know, just for me to be grateful that I, I get to go and play hockey I, like anytime I want to, it's not something that's hindering me. But at the same time, this girl goes through so many brain procedures and still has a smile on her face and still loves playing hockey and will play whenever she can. So yeah, yeah that's the story on that. Um, that's Julia and um, they, they run a clinic called slap out epilepsy fingers crossed. 
we can do a clinic this summer, which would be awesome because last summer we um, couldn't. Yeah, no, I, th- I mean, it, it feels like things are starting to slowly come back. Um, hopefully, you know, I, and we're, don't want to get into politics of all this stupid shit like we were yeah. talking last week. It's, you <laughs> yeah. know, I just want people to get vaccinated and, and let's move on. Let's because it, the vaccine works. Yeah. I mean, it just does. Yeah. And so I, I'm I, like, I was just thinking when you said that I, um, giving back, because, you know, recently was Jackie Robinson's uh, birthday. I think it was last week or two weeks ago. And I, there's this quote that like I made a post on Instagram and there's this quote that he said that I always love. It says a life is not important except for the impact it has on others. Yep. And I, like, I feel like that's something that you really are doing. Like, cause again, like you're doing hockey camps, which sound like you're doing them all the time. Like it sounds like you're yeah, doing them every I'm weekend. Coaching. I'm yeah. coaching all the time right now. It's actually crazier now yeah. during the spring and summer, yeah. which is wild. And it's, so it does feel like you, like you really, part of you is, is that give back component, not, not just in the, the accidental stuff that because you're a pro hockey player that inspires people like that's giving back too. But like, you're really like, you're doing camps, Obviously, you're, you know, like the work you do in, in the medical realm is giving back, you know, like what people don't probably know is you like, so you have a brother. This is I'm jumping all over the place. I was I'm thinking no, about good. what you just you're said. Good. You have a brother or multiple siblings. Yeah, I have an older brother and a younger sister. OK, do they play sports, hockey, like other yeah. stuff? So my brother play, was on the golf team uh, at RPI, um, another engineering school. Yep. So. Fun fact, my entire family so far um, majored in engineering. So my mom's an electrical engineer. My dad's like a computer science, software engineer, whatever thing. Um, And then my brother was aeronautical and mechanical engineering. And then um, I got biomedical engineering. So my sister and my sister goes to Cal Berkeley next year. She graduates in six weeks. So a little shout out to her. So she's going to Cal Berkeley to play lacrosse. Um, So very athletic family. Um, Growing up, we all played hockey. My sister was, um, is also a very good hockey player and she was very torn on, you know, do I want to play hockey? Do I want to do lacrosse? Do I want to do both? Um, What kind of like, do I want to play division one on one uh, for one of the sports? So um, very athletic family. Um, so it's, it's been incredible to see, see my sister really grow up cause she's six years younger than me. Um, so I feel like as, as the older sister in this, in this situation, sometimes I feel like what my path was kind of, she subconsciously feels like she needs to fill, fill in those footsteps and kind of follow me. But I've tried to hopefully inspire her that to take her own path and, you know, go, go with what she feels is right. What she wants, not what she, not what she thinks is right. Um, but what she, what she wants. So I'm excited for her to, to do that. And I get to now visit California for, for you know, <laughs> this is great. Yep. And, and plus the fact you, you're a middle child like myself, which is that obviously is the best. So, you know, oh, yeah. I mean, hands down, hands down. Wanted to take a quick break and remind everyone to follow Mallory on Instagram at mypalmal14. Also a reminder 
for listening to the other podcasts on the Abstract Athlete Network, The Abstract Doctors with Dr. G and Dr. C. Follow us at theabstractdoctors.com or on social media under The Abstract Doctors. And One Man's Ethos, the Tony Mandrich podcast. You can follow us on social media under One Man's Ethos or check out our website, onemansethos.com. You can also follow Tony on Instagram at Tony Mandrich or on Twitter at Tony underscore Mandrich. And make sure to stop by his website, TonyMandridge.com and check out his incredible photographs. Now, back to Mallory. And so, like, what did, like, your, did your parents, obviously your parents played sports, and they obviously yeah. encouraged, um, and I, I mean, again, you know, like, we talk with, with my business, The Abstract Athlete, and I teach, I don't even know if you knew that, I'm a, I'm a professor at Virginia Commonwealth and, uh, University, and, I teach a class or I've started a program that kind of mirrors what the business is and it's called art and athletics. And so I constantly talk about the benefits of exercise physically and mentally, mentally being the the creative side, you know, eating well, like, and how it affects our, our health and our mental health. And so what I like, and I'm looking at behind you with all these paintings back there, are they yours by the way? Um, no, actually, no, the, this one is. I That's did that awesome. One. That's awesome. Um, We're taking that on the road. I'm going to take that from you and use it. These, I'm 100% these jo- not joking. <laughs> these two little ones right here are yeah. actually photographs that my friend took in New York City. Um, and I got the, I supported him that he's trying to do freelance like photography and stuff. Um, so supporting him and buying them. And then this is just a picture of my cat with his tongue sticking out. <laughs> But my I sister printed it. <laughs> what I like, what I like about it is that's something I didn't even know about you. Like, you know, oh, no. you... I did this for fun once. Yes. In college, and it's great. It's great. I, I like, I had fun with it. I wasn't like too worried about, you know, what was you know going to happen. And, nope. um, but yeah, no, I, no, yeah. then there's not, that's, that's kind of the, the point is what we're talking, we're, we're trying to, to establish, we're trying to make people realize that having a proactive approach to creativity much like you would exercise physically it it, it actually benefits our health and yeah. so like you know but i think about you like in the engineering field and like what your entire family seems like like engineering is creative you know yeah. i mean and so like you really do have those both ends of that kind of spectrum working and like did you feel like there was this kind of rebound of I don't want to say using both sides of your brain because that's kind of a bullshit idea anyways, but like really kind of um, using both sides of your brain with your athletic skills and your kind of engineering creative skills. Like, did you, did you notice like a a benefit to how you are well-rounded if for lack of a better way to say it? Yeah, no, definitely. I think with engineering, it's basically, you know, glorified problem solving. Um, It's a puzzle. Um, and all the pieces have to fit some way, um, but they could fit multiple ways too. And as a kid, I actually loved doing ceramics. I did a lot of ceramic stuff in summer camps and stuff. And in high school, I did ceramics and I did, oh, you're going to laugh. I did ceramics one. I did painting one and I did photography because they were just like fun. And it was, um, you know, I had to do something to fill my, um, my time at school. So I did that for kind of for fun. And I think 
creatively, I think in hockey, there's definitely a sort of creative side because you don't want to be predictable to your opponent. And I find that when I'm, I mean, not at practice or, and not always in games, but say I'm just, you know, screwing around or I'm doing, you know, coaching or whatever, we'll do like some, do like some fun stuff, try to like enhance the kid's creative side. Like sometimes I'll put like a code out and just be like, this is a defender, like do whatever you want, but you need to do, do some sort of move. I don't care if you mess up or if you fall or if it doesn't work, just like go and try something new each time. Um, because that's like, there's, you can't really teach creative. You can just give opportunities for kids to express that. And in hockey, I find it like kind of, kind of creative too. Um, I think it's, there's definitely some sort of strategy and a, you know, a plan a, but you need to have a plan B and C and D just like we talked about in the room, like not, yeah. nothing ever works the first time. So you almost have to have that creative instinct in thinking of the next solution. Well, um, and I, you say some, you said something that for me is like really important is you liked it. You had, you got joy out of it. And I think sometimes whatever it is, uh, I, I tend to think that sometimes people in school don't really like what they're doing. And I'm trying to say, because my class, it's not a pain, even though like I used to teach in the painting department, I, I've established my own program mm -hmm. that what do you want to do creatively? Do you want to write music? Do you want to dance? Do you want to paint? Do you want to write poetry? Find what your joy is and, yeah. and, and love that. And we're allowed to have, you're allowed to have fun. I think that that idea almost gets lost sometimes. And I think that's in some ways, I talked to a lot of my student athletes and I, I went through this as well because I got redshirted at Ohio State and yeah. I just, I, I lost the joy of baseball because yeah. I was always used to playing and then all I was doing was practicing. Yeah, and, that's definitely tough because you're not seeing your final product essentially. Exactly. But with more hands-on creative, you know, painting stuff, like there's a final product. You're putting this yep. effort and time into something, even though at the time maybe it doesn't feel that way. Right. Um, feels like it's maybe it's just like a flow of consciousness and or like yep. if you're a writer or songwriter or whatever whatever it is um i think it's definitely really important and i think most of the time the problem is, is that kids don't uh, kids and and people just don't have the resources to yep. let that creativity flow and it gets stifled i i think a lot of times i think personally you know this is just me riffing that creativity should be mandatory much like we're, we're required to take science classes we're required to take math classes why are we not truly required throughout school to take art classes again it's proven that it actually is good for our, our health so why is this not something that we have daily yeah 100 percent. because i think I mean, you're, you're right on like creativity should be, you know, we should have that opportunity every day to do that and, and giving the people that opportunity, just like we give, we force people basically to learn, you know, English and what do you, what do you, what do you do with that? I mean, I, I love English, but like <laughs> right. you can be a teacher, I, I yep. guess yep. that's, that's, I just feel like it's just interesting that we teach that and we don't teach, you know, something like creativity. We don't even have to teach create. That's not something you teach. Just opening that opportunity to yep. letting give them happen. permission. Like that's yeah. the way that I say it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Let people experiment. Yep. What, what other, what other sports did you play growing up? Did you play anything else? 
Yeah, I played baseball and soccer were my two main ones growing up. I was like the only girl in the baseball league in my town. Um, so that was kind of fun. <laughs> That's awesome. That's my only tattoo. I used to be a hard <laughs> I used to be a hard rock singer and I never had any tattoos. I was probably the only hard rock singer to, without a tattoo until I got that's, that one. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was a I was actually oh my god, Swish is going to die at this story if he <laughs> if he listens to this. Um but I, so I was the only girl and I was playing, I always ended up with a team of like a bunch of my friends because I wouldn't play unless I was on a team with friends and my dad was a coach. So he always made sure it was, you know, okay. Um, and basically my, one of our really close family friends was the, was the head coach. And he turned to me, he was like, Mal, you're pitching, go. <laughs> Surprise. And I literally cried. <laughs> I literally cried. <laughs> I didn't want to pitch. And then what do you think happened? You probably struck out everybody. Well, I walked the first kid because I was scared I was going to hit him. (laughs) Um, And then I struck out like at least one. And then the next two like rounded out. It was a very uneventful inning. And I was like, and then it was fun. I was fine after that. I think the biggest thing for me at that time was like, it didn't like the attention on me. Um, Like as a girl, I was still a little like self-conscious and not really confident in myself. Um, so I think that really gave me some, some good confidence and there's photos hanging in my parents' house of me like pitching literally. <laughs> and I have this really mean face on when I'm, I'm like, like that, ready to throw. You took that to the ice, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. Baseball was great. I ended up, um, so I stopped that when I got more serious with soccer and hockey. Um, and then in high school, I had to do a sport in the spring. Um, because we didn't have gym. I was at a private school. So um, I picked up softball. I was like, it's basically the same thing. Right. Um, and absolutely loved it. Um, it. In a sense, it's an individual sport in a, on a team. Yep. I think like you have a job yep. and you're not doing someone else's job, but you're, you're working as a team together. So I really liked that. And obviously it was very similar to um, baseball and I really picked it up very very quickly and I loved the strategy behind softball like I would I ended up batting first my my soft my junior and senior year I batted second my sophomore year but literally the coaches loved watching me play because they'd just be like I don't care what you do just get on base that's all they would say you they literally they would tell me like you frustrate pitchers because you work it to a full count and then you're like all right, I guess I'm going to hit the ball now because <laughs> anytime I would swing most of the time, I just got like hand eye coordination was always there. I did, you know, tennis, hockey, like, like the ball sports made sense to me. So anytime I swung, I was going to hit the ball. So it was for me, it was just picking the quality pitch to actually swing at. Um, or other times I would like fake bunt, like pull it back and then swing to get like people moving to open up like different gaps, or I would just like bunt and then just go and run. They they didn't care what I did. They're like, just go get on base. I don't care how, just do it. Or, you know, I work it to a three, two, and then they throw like a crap pitch. And then I'm like, all right, well, I'll take it. But I was going to say like, like I, it, it sounds like, and you kind of insinuated this. And I, I always think that it for younger people it's important to play multiple sports oh yeah because i i always think like i quit playing football my senior year in high school and i had a great junior in baseball 
and I knew that's what I was going to do. I love playing football because I was a quarterback. I love, love doing that, but I hated getting hit. Yeah. And I think me not playing that year and I, my, my real focus on baseball, it, it actually hurt me because, yeah. and I think that what you were just saying, like your hand eye coordination was being benefited from tennis and golf and baseball and softball that has to help you in your, in your hockey. Oh, hundred percent. Um, I, I, my parents say like we did sports because we wanted to, but I think a lot of it was, they wanted us to try different sports, try different things, meet new friends, see, they wanted to make sure like if, like they never forced us to specialize in like hockey, like full year round. Um, it did end up getting close to that when I got older and was really yeah. serious about it and knew I was going to do that. Um, but when I was younger, it was, you know, there was hockey season, there was soccer season. And, yep. um, and then when I got, you know, it was soccer and hockey and baseball season and, and stuff like that. And I used to do like, I did like a baseball camp, like at Babson college, a couple of summers and I'd be the only girl there. And it was fun. It was, I was, but again, I'm like, I'm the only girl like it was just like weird um but yeah no love doing all the sports and I think it's really important for parents to recognize the benefits of doing multiple sports not just what skills they can get from other sports but that break from that sport allows you to come back and fall back in love with it so for me I'm pretty much you know since we won I'm not really training too hard on the ice doing too much I did like a couple beer league games kind of for fun um, with some of my like friends, but I'm not getting into serious on ice stuff for another, like probably like month or two. Um, but I'll work out and stuff, but really like kind of separate myself from like that serious hockey, like put it to bed. And then when it comes, you know, closer to time to ready to go for the season, then we'll pick it back up and I might be a little rusty, but just, you know, falling back in love with it and really loving it versus, you know, beating it with a dead horse. Like you're just going to end up hating it at some point. Yep. No, and I th- I think that, that I mean I think that's absolutely true. That that's where that that joy thing you were talking about earlier. It's it's hard when it be like it, it, even as a student athlete, even in college, sports is a job, and yeah. and there is I don't want to say there's a lack. I mean I'm even talking to some of my student athletes now, they're burnt out. And it's like, to me, yeah. that's why I, I feel like what I'm giving them is this mental break to like, okay, I'm just, you know, e- even when we're not in class 20 minutes a day, just sit down and doodle or do something creative every day, whatever that is, take your mind off of everything. You know, I, I have these crazy theories that it'll never happen because coaches probably won't buy into it until somebody buys into it and it works, but it's like, for instance, a pitcher, you know, when a pitcher is done pitching, they come in into the dugout and they look at the charts and their blood, you know, it's like they never turn their mind off. Like what if you came in and you just sat in the corner of the dugout and just drew, would you not go back to the field with a clearer mind and probably pitch better? Yeah. Probably. And, and cause I think the fact of the matter is, and it's the same thing in hockey is like once, once an inning's done, like you can learn from it and then you just kind of forget about it. Right. You have to. Wow. And you have to, you have to start from a fresh clean slate. And yep. I think, cause every innings, new inning, there's three outs that you got to go get. 
And if you're still worrying about the last two innings, then you're not focusing on what's on like what the task at hand is. And that's where you really want to put your focus. So I'm totally, you know, and that's where you like, I always say that for baseball for me was I, that was a a big part of the, the problem was I, I couldn't get out of my own way. And that, that goes in every sport is like, if you start thinking about what happened in the past, like you're, you're, you've already, you're already losing. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're losing the present at that point. It's, so are you a straight up Boston sports fan? Like oh, 100%, Red yeah. Sox, Red Sox, Patriots. Patriots. I don't really watch a lot of basketball. Um, I recently <laughs> adopted the Chicago Sky WNBA team. Nice. I just ordered a Candace Parker jersey that I'm waiting for. Nice. In so I'm excited for that to support my fellow female athletes. Um, the WNBA just dropped some really incredible looking jerseys. So I, I, I was like, all right, it's time. Let's let's get into it. And then we had the WNBA draft on Thursday. So that's yeah. that's exciting for me to kind of get into because um, you can only watch so many. Bruins games or Red Sox games. I don't really watch a lot of Red Sox games unless I'm at the game, um, which I have to go to about two weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. Okay. I didn't know what we brought the cup to uh, the Red Sox game. Oh, Um, that's epic. Super funny. Um, So they were 0 3 when we got to the. And then they won 12 in a row. (laughs) And they won like 12 in a row. And then they lost. So. I don't want to say we brought a little good luck, but no, I think you, we did. You got to say it. You got to say it. We definitely, I, I think I tweeted out. I was like, no, I think like, yeah, they might've been like, someone tweeted. They're like, oh, the Bruins are 10 and 0 since dropping the, the like golden blue city Jersey. And I was like, no, no, no. They're 10 and 0 since we went to a game. Like, right. That's what's important here. <laughs> You're missing the point. Hello. I, I guess we got to go back. They just yep. lost it. We got to go back. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's funny because we brought it. Um, a couple girls brought it to the group. Like a couple people went to each of the sporting things just because of COVID. Um, we couldn't all go to different events. So like we went to the Bruins game. Bruins won in overtime or a shootout. Um, <laughs> so you're like three, and <laughs> But But um, I love, yeah. I, again, like I love the fact that, you know, like it, hopefully this builds that, that these male sports teams are appreciating women's sports and promoting it. Like, because that's again, like we were talking about earlier, it's like this stuff needs, like needs to be put out there. Yeah. Honestly, like if the Bruins send like a tweet and like tag us in it, like they, they, you know, they tweeted, you know, good luck to the Boston pride and the Isabel cup playoffs and finals and, and all that. And just like, just something as simple as that from, the Bruins like does so much for us. People are like, I didn't even know we had a women's league. Right. Like, and I'm like, uh, like, okay, well, yeah, great. Like now go and like, look it up. Like, um, so it's, I mean, we met mayor Janie last weekend, the new mayor of Boston, first female mayor, which she is incredible. She's awesome. She came and dropped the puck for our championship game. So she's our little good luck charm That's too. Awesome. But you, you talked to her and she was like, I didn't even know we had a women's pro hockey team. I'm like, okay, like this, like we're just getting the word out and continuing to just pepper people with content so that, you know, eventually people have seen our name once in a while. Um, so going to like the Red Sox game, that's huge for, you know, going to the Red Sox game, anyone there seeing us, you know, same thing, Bruins. And then doing the stuff at City Hall last weekend was really great. So just, you know, baby steps, baby steps. 
No, it it is like again, it is baby steps, and and I wish it wasn't baby steps. I wish it was just like you know, like in a yeah. big thing, but at the same time, it is, it is change and it's needed change. And, you know, like I, again, to go back and say that what, you know, like you and your team, like it's inspiring. And, and like, that's the, that's the stuff that changes culture, you know, yeah. like, like, again, like for you to inspire little kids, boys and girls at these camps or whatever you're doing, that that, changes culture and that's that's what needs to happen and it is happening and it it is baby steps and and it's you know again baby steps are baby steps and that's good it, it is moving forward so um so like what what's 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 goals coming up like i don't i, I always go what's the five-year plan but like what you like where do you see yourself in five years yeah um so i'm a little more than halfway done with my master's degree um, so I'm taking about, so I'm in class number, uh, I'm in the middle of my fifth class. Does that make sense? All right. We'll just say fifth, um, fifth class of 10 class, a 10 class program. So almost halfway, um, just, you know, easy tripping away. Cause I work full time, so I can't do school full time. So it's, you know, one at a time and, um, my work's been super supportive of that. So, um, I'll hopefully wrap that up within the next five years. Um, I hope that <laughs> should be done in like less than two. Um, so work on that. Um, I'll be at my company until that's completed just because they're helping fund some of that. So I kind of have to stay, um, and we'll see where it goes from there. I could see myself, you know, staying at the company I'm currently at, but I could also see myself taking on some sort of new opportunity and challenge. Um, whether that's in Boston or not is, you know, up in the air. Um, I see myself playing, you know, I always say, I'm like, all right, one more season and just, I don't want to commit to like more than one just to see, you know, what would happen. I mean, um, obviously my job has to come first. Um, but also, you know, am I mentally and physically like ready to take on, on that, you know, challenge of another season. And I don't want to, I don't want to give it, you know, 50%. I want to give, give it the hundred percent it deserves. So I'm hoping to play another season if they'll, if they give me a contract. Um, so, you know, there's that. Um, and, you know, we'll see what happens. I think uh, I see myself continuing to grow women's hockey with the hockey program that I work at right now. And um, I just took on the role of director of the, the girls side of the program. So just um, getting those girls, you know, on teams and, and working with each other and, and continuing to improve on their individual skills um, from a younger age now compared to last year, which is awesome to just get more girls involved and more girls starting at an earlier age, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, I definitely see myself staying in Boston in general. I'm a, I'm a home hometown girl. I love it. I love Boston. Um, I went to New York City a couple weekends ago and I, I like a trip there every once in a while, but it's a lot for me. Um, I'm, I'm a big Boston. <laughs> I agree. Um, <laughs> I love it here. Um, I love all the weather, all the seasons. You get all of the seasons. You get really hot and you get snow in April. So can't get that many other places. And my family's still here for now. Yeah. Um, but they might yeah. move to Florida. <laughs> they can go back and forth if they want to. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm originally from Ohio. So like we have the the four seasons there and we have a little bit here in Richmond. It, it, it doesn't really snow here. It snows 
every once in a while and people freak out and I'm like, Oh my God, yeah. it's just like, it's <laughs> like, you just don't even That's know what funny. snow is. And, and, you know, but it it's, it's one of those, it's one of those things where I do kind of miss that the season stuff because for here, it's just like, it's immediately humid and in the summer and it's like, I hate that. So I'm probably moving out West at some point in time. The business is kind of located out West and we just, this is something that, you know, in the future that might, it might be cool to bring you in to do something is we, we just bought 20 acres of land in Montana that we want to start and, or we're going to start an artist athlete residency where, you know, you know, one, one week we could bring in executives to have like a, a workshop or something. And then the money that they spend yeah. can bring in underserved youth, you know, like, so we can. Yeah, understand. no, I love that. Yep. Yeah, no, that's really cool. I think, um, I, I mean, just like you said, it doesn't have to just be for athletes. I think any, everyone yep. and anyone, any walk of life, um, you know, millionaires to, yep. you know, like you said, underserved youth. Like yep. I think there's, there's, and I think a lot of the times we just have to get out of our own way, um, yep. and to do, to do that. So I really, I love that idea. And I, I recognize the importance and, and the need for that. So, well, and that's the, that's the thing that, I, that, yeah, no, it's, it, I, I'm so excited about it, but I, it, it's one of those things where, you know, I, I, we, we work with veterans, like military veterans. We work with a lot of, uh, you know, professional athletes and retired athletes, but what we talk about, it's like, we're not, we're not saying you're going to be a professional athlete, but it's important to exercise, you know, yeah. what, whatever that means, to you, whether that's just going for a walk, it's important, yeah. it's important to do creative things. That doesn't mean you're going to be a professional artist or whatever that means, but it's still an, an important thing to do. And those are the things, like, that's why this, this space that we're in, we, we really talk about it in the sense that this is truly for everybody. Yeah. And no, 100%. yeah. And it's, it's while we get to work with professional athletes and, and veterans and stuff, the people we work with, I, you know, like we, you were saying earlier, it's like, they allow us to, to give other people permission to do these things because when you walk into a room and I always use this guy as an example, we work with a guy named Tony Mandrich. He's like a former offensive lineman, you know, like uh, Derek West and Hetherington know who this guy is. He's a huge (laughs) dude. And he makes, he makes these beautiful photographs now. And it's like, and, and it's like, you only know him as this former football player. And he had a, you know, kind of a, he kind of crashed and burned, but then he came back and played three more years, which is kind of unheard of. And then you see that he makes photographs. Like it's that permission thing. Like we're talking about and it's like, Oh, well this guy did this. He also does this. I can do that. If he can do that, I can do that. And I'm allowed to do that. And I just think that's a big, big, uh, word to, to allow people to see that you can do both. And, and, not, not as a profession per se, but he's doing yeah. his pre- profession. It's but. just that you're, you're, you're beyond the athlete and yep. you like, there's other things you do. Like yep. I have two cats and I love them and they're so fun, <laughs> but I also love baking. Like I love to bake <laughs> and I love to cook yep. and, and that's I, creative. I, but guess what? I also have like an adult coloring book cause I'm super type A and I need to color inside <laughs> the lines and everything. Oh, I'll send you perfect. some stuff. I'll send you some stuff we do. 
We have oh, like I, a little, I, little, little coloring pages. Oh yeah. I love doing that crap. I brought yeah. a coloring book when we were in Lake Placid. Um, I would like be coloring and have, you know, Netflix on the TV, yep. you know, whatever. Um, yep. Just, you know, something to do. Um, oh, I said yeah. it to my sister's a nurse and she actually works in COVID units a lot. And I was sending her and the people she worked with these, these pages that we put together just to get them out of their space of that yeah. stress. And just take their, basically take their mind out of where their body is yep. and what they've been doing. Yep. So one, we'll, we'll wrap up here, but I always like to ask the, the fun questions. You've traveled a little bit playing hockey. Yeah. What's, and I know Boston's your top, that's your favorite, <laughs> but what's like a, what's it like a city that would be like maybe number two for you? And, and we always like to know like, what's, and it doesn't have to be in the city, but like, what's, what do you, what's your favorite thing to eat? These are the goofy ass questions okay. at the end of the interview. So when I was a kid, we did a tournament at Waterville Valley and Waterville Valley, New Hampshire. And it's basically like a little ski resort style. I loved it there. It was super cool. Um, I, I mean, I loved Lake Placid too. And getting to go back as a 24 year old was pretty awesome to actually see it all and, and remember it all. So that was cool. Um, anytime you go anywhere warm for hockey is always fun. I went to San Jose for a week, um, for hockey. So that, that was fun. Um, there was a place in Canada, um, that was on a lake. It was a little town, um, outside of, outside of Toronto. Um, no more this way, more, more towards Montreal, okay. I guess. Um, but it was a small town and it was on a lake and we rented a boat and did some like tubing and um, it was super fun. Cause it just didn't, I mean, it was a summer tournament. So it was kind of fun to, to do stuff outside of like the actual hockey game. Right. Um, yeah, for sure. <laughs> food wise, you really had to ask the food question. <laughs> yeah. I love food. Oh, I, God. I, do, I, I do too. So I'm lactose intolerant, but I love cheese. Like just love cheese. I will, you know, pound like one of those like blocks of cheese and like, <laughs> sitting it's really disgusting but i love cheese i just love it um anyway i make you one do of well in paris then yeah i think i need to go my parents went that's where their break their vacation was was paris um oh that's i lived there for four months it's beautiful oh it's just, man i really need to go there um stunning. i've only been to i did some time in, in rome and naples italy um and then i had a time in romania um when i went on a school trip oh, so cool. Um, but definitely need to get a little bit more travel done out to Europe. I went to Mexico last year. So that was really fun. I went to Mexico city, not like Cancun. Right. I went to like real Mexico. Um, and any, nowhere else, the tacos everywhere else do not compare. Oh, so I, I love tacos. No. I think they're, they're awesome, but they're <laughs> not as good here. Um, and that's not anywhere. Everything's Americanized here that like when exactly. you, when you, I found I found a couple good places around here that make them pretty good and pretty close, but there's just something about the ones in, in Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Last question. Who's winning the cup this year? And if you don't say blue jackets, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. Um, I have some money in a pool on the Colorado avalanche. Wow. Okay. That was an out of the yeah. nowhere pick. Yeah. Um, I think they, they definitely have all the ingredients as long as they stay healthy and, and not injured. Then I think they, they got a good thing going. I don't think the Bruins will have it this year. Um, 
they still have a really, really good, talented team. Um, and they're doing well for so many injuries right now. Um, so proud of them for that, but I don't think they have the depth to make it, you know, to make that playoff run. Cause it's all about that playoff run. Yeah. Um, obviously you got to make it. Um, and fun fact, the Buffalo Sabres were just eliminated from playoff contention really? um, for the 10th straight season. They're that I bad again. I did not know that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so I th- I'm interested to see how Sean, how the Panthers are going to do because they're playing yeah. lights out. Yeah. They've been playing really well lately. So it'll be interesting. I think this year was very odd and just all the COVID breaks and people yeah. like if you're missing your star one or two players and for a couple of games, you know, do you really take a hit? Um, yeah. Now I'm, um, I'm my, my team's down this year, which is a bummer. So my, yeah. my blue jackets, cause they, they played so well the last couple years and, uh, they lost, um, uh, didn't they just lose Nick Felino this year too? Yeah. At the trade deadline. Poor yeah. guy. He's great though. I, no, and then, you That's know, loss for you. Oh no, we've, we've lost some, you know, we lost Bob two years ago that went to the Panthers yeah. as a matter of fact. And yeah. then, uh, yeah, it's just, it's been, a, it's been, I don't know. It's been tough. Like that year that they, they swept the lightning, which was what, two years ago now. Yeah. And when the lightning was the, the number one seed. Yeah. And then, and then they, they the Bruins and lost. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I went to a game. I went to one of those games. They, they played them tough. They yeah. Played that them was tough. great series. Yep. So it, you know. But I, you know, I, I still wear my, wear my colors of my blue jackets and my nephew actually just him and his wife just went to a game last week, I think for the first time in a year. And, uh, yeah. And I, that's the thing that I think is, was there, actually, were there fans at your guys game? I don't yeah. even remember. That's why I didn't think so. Cause no I only, I told you, I didn't like, I jumped on like, cause I wish I would have known all these people from the sauce room were watching it together. And I was like, Oh my God. And um, I jumped on late and I, I just, I couldn't remember if that was actually there. No, they didn't allow them, even though it was like four days after the Boston governor opened up like TD garden Fenway mm-hmm. for 12% or whatever the original percent was. I don't know if they've increased, but um, they weren't going to allow them just because our we need all the like rink staff there and then all like once you add up the the rink staff the players and coaches and all that staff you're already pretty um close to whatever percent capacity it is um and also with the semi-final game the games were back to back so at one point you have four teams worth of players and staff in the building at once so you it's also we just didn't we just didn't need it right (laughs) right after, after the lake placid bubble mess yeah you know we just like we just needed two days two like <laughs> two days again two days three games to just like just be get done it, get like it. put you know put the period on the season and yep. you yep. know move on to the next one yep well thank you this was a, an absolute blast um it's always you know like i said it's just it's it's fun to meet new people for me um and have have these discussions that just kind of go everywhere and yeah. it was fun to bring Sean in because like I said, I literally just oh, thought God. about that yesterday <laughs> and no, because it's, it, it's again, you know, like it, it's somebody that I, I, I'm, you know, I never played ice hockey, but he's an inspiring person. Like, and so yeah. he like inspires me. And, and since we talked about him a couple of weeks ago, I was like, huh, let me try to get him. In. And like, I, you yeah, know, and perfect. it just, it just speaks to his character that how, how 
good of a, of a person he is. And, yeah, no, um, but I do like, I look forward to like, uh, staying in contact with you. Uh, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm a hundred percent not joking about taking that painting from you. Cause what, one of the things we do is we do exhibitions, like, well, hopefully we're going to get back to it and, you know, doing hopefully. at, at like, we've done some stuff at, at uh bb and well it's called what is it called now uh truest center um bb and t down in florida we just we drive down there with walls and we set up an exhibition in the arena during a hockey game and it's really cool because you know people can see here's a former pro football player's artwork here's a, a veteran's artwork here you know and I, it just it again it like it inspires people to go oh well i'm at this but this person does this, like, that's kind of cool. I can do that. And a lot of that is really what we're trying to do. And I I do think what you do on the ice and off the ice is inspiring people. And, and I think that that's important. So thank you. um, That means a lot. And as always, like, it's always, I always enjoy these podcasts. I've done it. I've done a couple now a little bit more experienced and like, it's way more fun for everyone if we don't, you know, it's not like a question answer, question no, answer, I, know, whatever. Um, so yeah, I really appreciate um, the time today and we'll definitely stay in touch and yep. see each other and in I'm, the soft room. Yep. And I'll be, I'll send Sean's um, email and, um, oh, by the way, if do you, uh, I'm, I'm going to leave this in the recording anyways, but do you have any yeah. musician friends that would want to give a song to us? Cause I usually, if not, what kind of music do you like? Cause I usually just write music and cause we put different music on every podcast. And um, if it's not, it's not a big deal, but if you got a style, I can kind of wing it. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't really have a particular style. Okay. I mean, um, you know, whatever works. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I'm not <laughs> Who's your favorite band? How about that? That's oh, the worst I question love, ever. I love country. Okay. So I'm like, I could, you know, I, I'm like today it's so nice and sunny out. It's like 65 degrees. I'm going to go and throw country and throw the windows down and go. Yep. But at the same time, like I'll throw on some, some, you know, like, I also like the like eighties, nineties, some of the rock. The eight, like, why would you like the eighties? Oh God. I hated the eighties. Oh, like, oh my gosh. Um, like Mr. Brightside, like, okay. Bruce Springsteen has yeah, a little okay. place in that's my heart. Okay. We okay. love him. That's okay. Um, yeah. Queen. You know what? No, you got to do something with Queen. I don't know if that's allowed. Though. No, we're not. No, I have to like, yeah, because uh, we have to, we'd have to pay. Too. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, it's yeah. all, uh, copywritten and all. So I just, I end up writing music. So. Oh, um, that's awesome. So, so cool. Yeah. So. <laughs> my, that's my, my brain never stops. That's my problem. So actually writing music helps me like come down even though i don't play any, I, I used to like i said i used to be a singer for a band which is quite That's an so experience cool. man oh god it was so it was amazing i miss it actually yeah. I could, if i could go hit baseballs every day and sing every day i would be a happy person so i'm working towards that yeah <laughs> so but I'll, I'll send sean's thing hopefully that works out that would be like yeah. really cool that would, if be, there's a, that would be so funny yeah i would we would send you a picture for sure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So well, yeah, we'll, so we'll catch up. Yeah, no, this is awesome. And like I said, putting a face to a, a name and, and having a conversation and it, it was just, like I, I said, it, it's fun and you're inspiring. And I'm like, just, I, I always get excited to put these stories out there because, you know, like you said, it's baby steps 
for 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 getting women's sports out there because it needs to be it needs to be yeah. forefront so cool yeah. well have an awesome day go outside it's beautiful out here as yeah, well i'm going shopping with my sister there a little retail therapy uh i tell her good luck in playing lacrosse i think that's awesome she's doing yeah that, so. i will i will cool. she, she'll, she'll cool. put a smile on her face but thank awesome. you yep. have a wonderful sunday and have a an amazing week and yep. hopefully um we will catch up and, and stay in touch as always yep. cool awesome thank Later. you Bye. Bye. So much fun having Mallory on the podcast today. Just love everything about what she is doing, you know, her passion for hockey and inspiring not just little girls like we talked about, but really I think is inspiring all of us. Also what she's doing as a scientist, she's just changing the world in in so many ways. Make sure to follow her on Instagram at mypalmal14. Also wanted to send a huge thank you to NHL great Sean Thornton for taking the time to jump on and say hi. Just a class act and such a such an epic human. Thanks again, Sean. Do not forget to listen to the other podcasts on the Abstract Athlete Network, The Abstract Doctors with Dr. G and Dr. C, and One Man's Ethos, the Tony Mandridge podcast. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms and check out our websites. Thank you for listening to the Abstract Athlete Podcast. Stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com, and our social media outlets for future events, pop-up exhibits, podcasts, and other information, including daily creative training journals and subscription boxes. See you soon as this episode wraps up Season 4, and we're excited to get Season 5 rolling Thank you to all of our guests this season and our listening listeners for making season four so epic. Thanks as always, and do not forget to exercise the body, and do not forget to exercise the mind. Stay well out there.